It's a blowout. Eighth inning, 10 3. Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits on a 3 0 pitch. He swings, and it's a high fly ball. Deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge bat flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this AL Central edition of Flippin' Bats. I'm joined, as always, by Alex Curry. We've been rolling along with these division previews. I'm pumped to do the AL Central. Last year, I would venture to say a very surprise winner of the AL Central and the Cleveland Guardians, and they're going to be good this year. So this is going to be a fun division to talk about. I'm pumped up. Alex, this will be a fun one. It is. I when you look at the the last year's standings, maybe not the strongest division, but as you mentioned, definitely the most surprising and a team that stole the hearts, I think, of the baseball world towards the end of the season. But let's start by taking a look at last year's standings with the Cleveland Guardians finishing first, a very young team. The Guardians won the division yes. so much. They won by 11 games. Yeah. Cleveland Guardians, the youngest team in baseball, wins the AL Central 92-70. and 70. White Sox, a very, very disappointing 81 and yeah. 81. The Twins, 78 and 84. The Tigers, 66 and 96. Man, that's disappointing. Yeah. And the Royals, 65 and 97. So I think this division as well this year is going to be um, a little more competitive, mm -hmm. I would say. Hopefully. And it was definitely the most surprised division last year, that's for sure. Yeah, so so let's get started with the team, I think, that shocked the baseball world. The youngest team in baseball and in the postseason, the Cleveland Guardians. What moves did they make this offseason? Yeah, Guardians had a really a, a couple of really nice additions. The, the My favorite being Josh Bell. Big switch-hitting bat. Before he got traded last year to the Padres, he was having – an unbelievable year, hitting super well from both sides, well over 300. Josh Bell's a great addition. Mike Zanino being an addition there as well at the catcher position, add some depth for them behind the plate. And really, on the losses side, not a not a ton. Yeah. I mean, not really a, a loss that I feel like is is noteworthy for them. So, you know, a couple, couple names, but nobody worth really mentioning. So, uh, that's it for the Guardians, and before we get super into it from each team, so we'll start with the Guardians, but yeah. a hitter that you need to keep an eye on, a pitcher, a breakout player for every team, and then at the end of it, I'm going to predict the final standings for the AL Central. So let's get to it. It's going to be a good time. All right, then let's get to the Guardians hitter to watch for you this season. You know, you could... For me, I, I thought about this one for a little while and ended up going, it's Jose Ramirez. Mm -hmm. Jose Ramirez is yeah. one of the best players in the game of baseball, continues to be maybe the most underrated player in the game of baseball. Um, switch hitter, hits for power, hits for average, great at the plate, uh, great plate discipline. He really does it all, and he will be in contention for the MVP conversation as he has been a couple of times in his career. Last year, 280, 29 homers, 126 RBIs. Jose Ramirez, for me, is the name, hands down. When you watch the Guardians, keep an eye out for Jose Ramirez. All right, moving to the mound, who is your pitcher to watch? For me, Shane Bieber is the most important pitcher for this Guardians team because when he came up, we immediately saw this guy has Cy Young potential. And yeah. he wasn't known, I wouldn't say, as this big, like this, the biggest prospect in the world. But he came up and showed that he's immediately going to be an ace of a staff. So when I look at the Guardians, the most important pitcher on the team is Shane Bieber. 
All right. Who is your breakout player for the Guardians? I struck. So this player kind of broke out last year. Okay. But I think he extra breaks out this year. Tristan. So <laughs> Tristan McKenzie's the name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he showed the world who he was. Now he's gonna put it on display for the whole season. Yeah. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And he that was, makes sense. He was really good last year, but I think when you looked up at the numbers at the end of the year last year, you said, "Whoa." This guy, this guy's really good. 11 and 11, whatever, wins, losses for a pitcher, not a huge deal. A 296 ERA, 190 strikeouts, and 191 in a third innings. Kind of put the world on notice. Yeah. This year, when he takes the mound, especially after seeing him in the playoffs, he was really good in the playoffs as well. This year, when Tristan McKenzie takes the mound, the world will know who he is. Yep. And I think he shines extra bright this year. I'm a Big fan of Tristan McKenzie. I'm a big fan of that whole team. Like I said, I think the world just fell in love with the Guardians last year. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to a team that did not live up to the big expectations, the Chicago White Sox. What moves did they make this offseason? Man, you nailed it there and yeah. probably even more and then some. Like, they had lofty yes. expectations. Yes, yes. And to finish with a record of 81 and 81 – was so disappointing yeah. for a team that has stars everywhere, older veteran good players, younger guys with a ton of talent, good pitching to finish 500. Man, I blame Tony Larusa, but he's gone. Yeah, so we'll see what so happens good. this year. Um, notable additions: Andrew Benintendi mm -hmm. and Mike Clevenger on the pitching side. Losses: a big one, Jose Abreu, who is now with the Houston Astros. All right. Who is going to be your hitter to watch for the White Sox? Luis Robert, who I believe now is going – I watched him in the World Baseball Classic, and yep. I think we're really putting an emphasis this year on junior, I believe he said. Okay. So update there, Luis Robert Jr. Got this it. year. He is Frank Thomas when he isn't – I'm. That's not what I meant to say. He okay. is Frank Thomas. No, no okay. he's not Frank Thomas. He's <laughs> Rewind. Hobby, yeah. So he – when he first came up, Frank Thomas called him a six-tool player. He does it all. Okay. He has everything and then some. The tools are all there. He's shown flashes of being great. He's had times of being injured. But when he's going, I believe he can be the best player on this team by far. He's the hitter to watch for me. All right. Who is your pitcher to watch? Lucas Giolito. Friend of the pod. Yep. Love the guy. He's awesome. Dylan Cease last year was in that Cy Young conversation for the majority of the year. He was really, really good, and I think he's going to have another really good year. But Lucas Giolito is a guy that can kind of make or break this pitching staff. We've seen Giolito be an ace of a staff kind of guy, and then we've seen struggling Lucas Giolito, which was last year, a 4.90 ERA. That ain't going to cut it. Lucas Giolito is much better than that. So for me, the, the most important pitcher, I kind of feel like I know what I'm going to get from Dylan Cease. It's Lucas Giolito. All right. And then who was your breakout player for the White Sox? I mentioned him once. Yep. I'll mention him again. Okay. It was my hitter to watch, Luis Robert. Mm. I think this is the year. You know, we've heard so much about him. Six-tool player, has everything you could want is fast, plays a good center field, hits for power, hits for average, literally everything you could want, but he's shown 
flashes. He's also had a he's had a really good year in his career. He has put it all together before, but then there's been injuries come up, then inconsistency. So I think this is the year okay. he puts it all together and becomes I wouldn't be surprised, Alex, if we look up at the end of the year and Luis Robert is in that MVP conversation. I really wouldn't. I love that. All right, let's move on to a team who got one of the hottest free agents on the market back onto their team. Yeah. So I'll, <laughs> the I'll Minnesota, the Minnesota Twins. I'll mention him, even though he's not technically a new addition yeah. to the team. Carlos Correa, but it feels like a new addition because oh, of yeah. the offseason that he had where he was apparently confirmed to sign with the Giants. And then that ended up being false. And then he actually did agree to terms with the Mets. Mm-hmm. And then, no, that actually, the the Giants thing did happen. I was yeah. thinking Aaron Judge there who actually the false report. Yes. No, Carlos Correa did sign with the Giants. And yeah. he did sign with the Mets. And all of them fell through because of a physical. Ultimately, he landed up back in Minnesota <laughs> where it all began. So he's oh. back there. Pablo Lopez who looked really good in the World Baseball Classic earlier. Um, He was throwing 97 in the World Baseball Classic, which we didn't see a ton of last year. He's a new addition from the Marlins. Joey Gallo, new addition, Christian Vasquez. And Jose De Leon, who I probably wouldn't have mentioned in notable additions before the World Baseball Classic. And if you remember, Alex, Mm -hmm. Jose De Leon started a game for Team Puerto Rico in which they threw a perfect game. So you got to add him on here because he looks pretty good. Uh, Notable losses, Luis Arise, pretty notable, coming off of a batting title. You lose that, it's going to be a big move. Gio Urshela and Miguel Sano. Yeah, they they had some, a lot of movement. A lot of movement. A lot of movement this offseason. Okay, so who is your hitter to watch? On the Twins. It's Carlos Correa. Has to be. Carlos Correa, when when right, when healthy, when playing, is the best or one of the best shortstops in the game of baseball. So, for me, this one was easy. It's Carlos Correa. All right. Who's your pitcher to watch for the Twins? Pitcher, Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan, again, isn't a, isn't a big-time name. But last year, I think a lot of people would be pretty shocked at the year Joe Ryan had. He was really good. 3-5-5 ERA last year, started the year on fire, but then ended up dealing with an injury, came back, and was still pretty good. But at yeah. the beginning of the year, he was elite. 3-5-5 ERA, 151 strikeouts in 147 innings. Joe Ryan is the pitcher to watch for the Minnesota Twins. Though I did mention Pablo Lopez is now on the team. Yes. And I'm going to be excited to see, is he 93-94 mile an hour Pablo Lopez, or is he 95-97? to Because Pablo Lopez's pitch is his changeup. And that changeup plays so much better at 97 than it does at 93-94. So keep an eye on him as well. But Joe Ryan's the guy for me there. All right. Who is your breakout player for the Twins? I'm excited about Royce Lewis this year. You know, fun fact, Alex. Yeah. Royce Lewis was one of the first ever guests on Flippin' Bats. Love it. He was one of the top prospects in the game of baseball, the Twins' number one prospect, he had every tool and then tore his ACL Oof, yeah. and was out for that whole season. Now, this he had torn his ACL by the time he came on to Flippin' Bats, so we don't have some sort of weird voodoo like Madden jinx there. Just want to mm-hmm. clarify that. But I think he's going to play this year, and I think he's going to show everybody why he was the number one prospect before the injury. He has played before last year 300 
two homers, five RBIs in 12 games, very limited time. But to me, that shows, hey, this guy can break out. And for me, he's my breakout player for the Twins. And uh, people can listen to that episode, April 13th, 2021. You can also retweet it with this episode. Wow, Bring it Alex, back to everybody's. Uh, really good. It's yeah. crazy you knew that off the <laughs> what? top of your head. It just came to my head. Wow. Voices in my head Love telling me what to do. Okay. <laughs> Now let's move on to a team who picked up a new arm in the WBC, changing his life forever. The Detroit Tigers. Let's talk about their new additions and losses this season. New additions, Matthew Boyd, mm -hmm. Michael Lorenzen for me, and was that, who was the name you were thinking of? The Nicaraguan 19-year-old oh, yeah. pitcher from the WBC. Guy. I didn't even have him listed as a yeah. notable addition. Yes. Yes. I love that. One of the best stories in the WBC. Yes. Duque Hebert is his yes. name. And he is notable because he had no professional experience until the World Baseball Classic in which he went on that big stage and against Team Dominican Republic in the ninth inning of the game, his one inning he pitched, he struck out Rafael Devers, Julio Rodriguez, mm -hmm. and Juan Soto. Ninth inning ends, game over. Oh, guess what? 30 the minutes Detroit later. The Detroit Tigers reach out and say, we're signing you. Welcome to the Detroit Tigers organization, making me very proud of my old organization. I love that. Give the guy a chance. Yeah. Duque Hebert is his name. Matthew Boyd back with the Tigers now. Michael Lorenzen, some losses Jamer Condelario, Harold Castro gone, Gregory Soto gone, and Joe Jimenez is gone. Joe Jimenez being a guy who we basically came into the Tigers organization around the same time. We were locker mates a couple times in the Tigers organization, and he is now out the door with the Tigers and with the Atlanta Braves. All right. Who is your hitter to watch for the Tigers? Javi Baez. Yeah. Javi Baez was paid to come in and be the shortstop of the future for the Tigers. And last year, he was not good. And there are a little bit of concerns, I would, well, there's a lot of concerns I'm sure Tigers fans would say, but Javi Baez is at his best in a world baseball classic environment where he is, where every game's like a playoff game. Mm -hmm. He's on that center stage. He's able to play the way he likes to play, which I love, by the way. But last year, it wasn't good. 238, 17 homers, 67 RBIs, and a lot of strikeouts. I mean, he struck out a lot. So you're paid to come in and be a guy and kind of turn the Tigers organization back around and get them back to winning. And last year just wasn't that for the Tigers all around, and he was a big part of it not being very good. All right, moving to the mound. Who is your pitcher to watch? Eduardo Rodriguez. Sort of along the same lines there, and this is a theme mm -hmm. with the Tigers. Yeah. They paid a lot of guys, or a few guys, to come in and help turn it around, right? It felt like, and I, I was excited for the Tigers for so long, I feel like I just kept saying, the window is close. They're getting closer. Okay, guys, look. Look at this pitching staff. This is the pitching staff of the future. And then it became, those guys are good. Now the hitting is close. Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson, they're close. And then they came up, and last year was like, okay, this is the year. We're finally going to see it turn around. And then they bring in guys like Eduardo Rodriguez and Javi Baez and pay them older veteran guys to come in and do their thing, and neither of them really did. Just talked about Javi Baez and Eduardo Rodriguez last year, 5-5, five and five, a 405 ERA, 
91 innings pitched. He just kind of didn't play. Mm -hmm. He just, it was a really weird situation with the Tigers. He needs to be better. He needs to be, he needs to be the guy, the veteran in that rotation with a bunch of younger, a bunch of younger, talented guys that can go out there every fifth day. The younger guys can lean on, and he needs to be a role model for the rest of that young, talented organization. All right, breakout player for the Tigers. This is the first team that I have two for. Okay. I have two, and it is both of the guys I mentioned. Okay. Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson. I'll start with Riley Green. He came up last year, and it was really unfortunate. He was going to break camp with the team. Vibes were high everywhere. And then that injury, he ended up not being in the big leagues for a big, big chunk of the year. And then when Riley Green came up, he was pretty good. Showed flashes of why he's going to be the center fielder Mm -hmm. of the future for the Detroit Tigers. On the other hand, Spencer Torkelson, who was a top prospect and the guy out of Arizona State and has hit every single place he's been. Friend of the podcast. I love me some Spencer Torkelson. But he wasn't great last year. Okay. He wasn't good at all last year. Ended up getting sent down at one point, comes back, and he's okay. Definitely a little bit better. But over the offseason, hired a mental, uh, a mentality coach, yeah. which we've seen happen a good bit in Major League Baseball. Um, most one uh, the most teams have them in the clubhouse yes. too that walk around and see who needs yeah. them every day one of the most famous instances is john smoltz who is often on this show um well, last year he was on it every day during the playoffs which yep. was really cool to be able to say growing up a braves fan uh but john smoltz very openly was really struggling at one point it was right around the time he was transitioning to the bullpen and coming off of tommy john dealing with that injury mm-hmm. And it kind of transformed the way he was playing and got him back where he needed to be. Spencer Torkelson did that as well, and I am hopeful that this is a year that we see Spencer Torkelson that has raked at every single Mm -hmm. possibility he has ever had in his life besides last year. I think they both break it. I love that. It is just as important to take care of your mentals as it is your physical state. So good for him. I hope it pays off. Let's move to our last team in the AL Central, Kansas City Royals. What'd they do this offseason? So they added Araldis Chapman, which kind of came out of nowhere. Yep. Araldis Chapman will be in that bullpen. Ryan Yarborough, Old Dominion, teammate of mine at ODU. Good friend of mine, Jackie Bradley Jr. Shout out Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia <laughs> guy. Fran Mel Reyes and losses. Nothing huge, but I put Adalberto Mondesi as my loss because not because of what he's done for the Royals in mm-hmm. his career, but the talent that they're losing. There's no doubt this guy is one of he's a freak talent. One of the fastest guys in baseball has shown he can hit for power, um, but he doesn't stay on the field. So He's now with the Red Sox. If he can become that sort of player that he's shown flashes of, great. But I just felt like talking about him. He is no longer with the Royals. All right. Who is your hitter to watch? Bobby Witt Jr. I love this guy. Also a friend of the podcast. Some great hair, by the way. We talked about it. He calls it a mullet. Uh I asked him. He calls it a mullet. They're back. And he is just – he is one of – I feel like last year's rookie class kind of got a little overshadowed 
because of Julio Rodriguez. Makes sense. And then Jeremy Pena, who we saw in the playoffs, yep. do what he did. So both of those guys were talked about. But Bobby Witt Jr., because he wasn't on a team that was very good last year, very under-the-radar rookie season that started off really slow. So he ended up hitting 254 with 20 homers, 80 RBIs, and 30 stolen bases last year as a rookie. Sign me up. <laughs> this guy is a star and the future for the Royals. Bobby Witt Jr., hitter to watch. All right, who was your pitcher to watch for the Royals? Brady Singer. We saw him in the World Baseball Classic with mm -hmm. Team USA. He's got the stuff, okay. I believe, to be really good. Ton of movement and throw in the mid-90s. The stuff is there, but Brady Singer this year needs to be the guy that establishes himself as an ace of a staff for the Royals going forward, and I think he can be, but will he? I don't know. That's why I think he's the most important one to watch. All right. Who's your breakout player? Vinny Pasquantino, the Italian nightmare, as they call him. And, <laughs> fun fact, yeah. another Old Dominion alumni. Plenty of them showing up in, there you go. in Major League Baseball these days. We saw Vinny in the World Baseball Classic. We saw him last year. Vinny was really good last year and showcased a lot of one thing I thought was interesting, one, the power is there, 10 homers in 72 games, but the plate discipline this guy has, he's not just this big bopper on the left-handed side of the plate. This guy, this guy's a hitter. Mm -hmm. A full season of Vinny Pasquantino, I am excited to see. He had 295 in his 72 games last year. I think this year he breaks out over the course of a full season, puts together a great year. I love it. It is almost time for opening day, and I love it. But before we move on, we're going to talk some predictions for us, okay? We're going to talk most fun player to watch in the AL Central, our Cy Young winner in the AL Central, and our MVPs in the AL Central. So let's right. start. Most fun player to watch. Who you got? I have Carlos Correa. Okay. I mean, we, we've seen him on the biggest stage in the World Series for the Astros, doing what he does best. That is when Carlos Correa is at his best. So, my worry here, the Twins need to be good enough to be yeah. playing in meaningful games down the stretch, yep. and then you get 1A Carlos Correa, yep. right? That's when he shows up and his, yes. is his best, and he's so much fun to watch. I'm excited to watch him again with the Twins, and I think he's the. I think he does it all. He hits for yeah. power. He has a rocket for an arm at shortstop. Plays good defense. Gold Glove winner, Carlos Correa, most fun player to watch for me. Alex, what about you? Well, if I could have picked an entire team, I would have picked the Cleveland Guardians, but I can't. So I chose Jose Ramirez, yeah. and I also could have had him as my MVP. Spoiler alert: I don't. But he is one of the greatest players in baseball right now. He's so electric. He played through an – I think we're forgetting he played through an injury last year that required some surgery, and he was still, still incredible. Right. <laughs> still incredible. So, yeah, it's only up here for Jose Ramirez, and he's my most fun player to watch. I like that. Yeah. Okay, moving on to our Cy Youngs. Who you got? This might surprise some people. I really think this is going to surprise people. Okay. My AL Central Cy Young Award winner – Tristan McKenzie. Okay. I love me some Tristan McKenzie. We saw it last year, his first year that he really put it all together and showed that he can be dominant. Mm -hmm. Then we got to see it in the playoffs where he also did really well. I think this year he becomes 
the best pitcher in this division. Whoa. Really and that's saying something. Cause that I could, is. There's a couple directions I could have gone. I'm sure one of them, if you don't have Tristan McKenzie, you'll say one of the other directions yep. I could have gone. But I also could have gone – well, you might have gone in this direction. There's a teammate of his I could have yep. picked. So, Tristan McKenzie, for me, I, I love him this year. <laughs> He's going to be great. Well, my AL Central Cy Young winner is his teammate, All right. Shane Bieber. Yep. He is the leader of this pitching staff, and he has proven it year and year again that he can do it. He was a rock for this team in the postseason, the youngest team in the postseason, He's looking good this spring. I think he carries over what he did last year right into this season, and he has the potential to be in that Cy Young conversation. Can't go wrong with that. Nope. You um, Also, when when those player weekend uniforms were a thing, yeah. his said, not Justin. I love it. That's <laughs> great. I love it so much. I mean, you know that's what everyone was thinking the moment yeah, he made Bieber. it to the big league. I should also have a jersey that says not Justin <laughs> for a <different> reason. <laughs> Yes, you should. <laughs> yes, you should. Okay, um, let's move on to our AL Central MVPs. Who you got? Right. Mine is Jose Ramirez. Ah, there you as go. As you mentioned, See? dealing with something last year that we didn't know was even a lingering no injury for him. Gets it taken care of. He was already having an MVP type year last year. I think. I think Jose Ramirez is hands down the best player in this division, and I have him being the MVP of the AL Central. And I am excited because you said, spoiler alert, it is not him. So, Alex, <laughs> I ask you, who is your MVP of the AL Central? My MVP of the AL Central is Carlos Correa. Okay. We, we flip-flopped our uh, most fun players and MVPs. Yep. Um, but he's coming off one of the craziest off-seasons we have ever seen. He committed to the... The Giants, mm, bye. Committed to the Mets, mm, questionable. Uh, <laughs> what's it called? Questionable uh, physical. physical. Both, both times were questionable physical. And his ex said, well, we'll ignore all those red flags and we will bring you right back. He has the potential to be great. We've seen it. He can be great. So I think maybe after having the offseason that he did, he wants to come out here and prove why every team should have taken the chance on him and signed him and stuck with the deal regardless of that physical. Definitely. Knowing knowing Carlos, he is the kind of guy that Hold a grudge. when when there is any any doubt. Yeah. He wants to be he wants to be the villain. He thrives on being the guy that's mm -hmm. in the limelight and doesn't care what other people think. Not that people are doubting Carlos Correa, but people are doubting his health yep. and his ability to stay on the field. So I, I like that. I think he's going to go out of his way and maybe play through some things that he normally wouldn't yep. to, one, make sure the millions of dollars kicks in with yep. the, <laughs> the <laughs> but contract. also just to, to put together the best year possible. Yeah, they gave him a reason, yep. which I love. Okay, let's move on to your prediction for the 2023 AL Central standings. What you got for us? This one might be the most, Whoa. The most out there of any of okay. my division previews. All right, where do I begin? I guess with first the top. Place. The top. I have the Chicago White Sox winning the division. Let me tell you why. The Chicago White Sox last year were heavy favorites to win the division, coming off of a year where they dominated the division. Again, we're supposed to be heavy favorites. Mm -hmm. For a plethora of reasons, a cornucopia of reasons, if you will, <laughs> 
That didn't happen. Injuries, underperformance, and most notably, in my opinion, Tony LaRussa leading the way, which we all knew when he took over a team full of young, exciting, flashy players Mm -hmm. that that was not the fit. He's gone. I think that's going to be huge for this team. You can't tell me after one year of extreme underperformance and disappointment where they ended up 500, that that team's I, – I really think we're undervaluing this, this White Sox team and the talent that is on it. I talked about Luis Robert at mm-hmm. depth, the pitching, Dylan Cease, Lucas Giolito. The talent is there. Eloy Jimenez, if he stays healthy – The talent is everywhere. I think they have the talented roster on paper, and I think because they had one down year where they vastly underperformed that we are, again, undervaluing this roster and the potential of this team. I think they have every bit of what it takes to win the AL Central. Okay. And then the Guardians not going to do as well as they did last year with the 92-70 season? I think the Guardians... Come in second, as okay. we know now. Yeah. I do think that they finish 84 and 78. I think with guys like Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie at the top of your rotation, you're going to be in contention throughout the entire year. I do okay. think they are a very good team. I think, and look, I may end up getting proven wrong. Yeah. I really might, and I won't be mad if I do. I think there was a bit of overperformance last year. I think they, I think they over... I think they all had great years. Yeah. I think the whole team as a collective outperformed what they probably were supposed to. Well, they definitely did. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they showed the world that they're a good baseball team, that they're not a 500 baseball team, which they were probably projected to be last year, okay. that they're better than that. I think they're a good. I think they're a good team this year. I just don't think they're quite as good as they were last year. And again, I may be wrong, Alex. Yeah. I really might. But that's what predictions are all about, you know? And in these scenarios, if they do better than you predict, you hope you're wrong. I do hope right? I'm wrong. I, I, I like watching this team. They're the youngest. They were last year the youngest yeah. team in baseball. They're a lot of fun. They got talent yeah. everywhere. So I hope I'm wrong. All right. And the Twins with Carlos Correa back, still in third. That's just because I do think this division's going to be better. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Not a great division. But no. the talent is there. White Sox will be pretty good. Yeah. Guardians will be good. Twins will be good. Yeah. I have them all I have them all right there. I have the twins finishing 83 and 79. Yep. Which I don't know if I said the Guardians record or not, is one game behind them. I had the Guardians yeah. at 84 and 78. Twins one game behind. I think the twins will be good. I'm worried about their pitching. Okay. I do like Pablo Lopez, the addition there. I do like Joe Ryan. Aside from that, I am worried about the Twins pitching. I think they will do very well offensively. But over the course of 162 games, you got to have five guys in that rotation yeah. that you can count on. And with the Twins, there's just question marks. So we'll see. All right. And then Detroit and Kansas City rounding out the bottom. I have Detroit being better than last year. I have them being 75 and 87. They were 66 and 96 last year. Okay, so yeah. that's what, a nine-game improvement. I have, as I mentioned, Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson both breaking out this mm-hmm. year. Just, I, I just need to see better from the Tigers. I yeah. need to see the step 
in the right direction that I've been claiming was going to happen for a long time. I feel like that's just the theme of this whole division is like, I just need to see better. Minus the Cleveland Guardians yeah, because they, they shocked everybody yeah. last year. But yes, and it is yeah. that is kind of the theme with everybody, especially for me, these last two teams. I yeah. do believe the, the top three teams, White Sox, Guardians, and Twins, I think will be in the playoff conversation all year long, right there in the thick of it. Will they all get there? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. At least one team from this division is going to get in the playoffs. Yep. We know that. <laughs> 100% guaranteed. But with the Tigers and the Royals, I need to see a big step in the right direction. I have the Tigers 75 and 87. Um, some pitching injuries to deal with. Some guys coming off of Tommy John and not going to pitch because mm -hmm. of Tommy John. So not at full strength pitching-wise. Yeah. 75, 87 in fourth place. Yeah. That leaves the Kansas City Royals. 73 and 89. Alex, what were they last year? Um, 65 and 97. 65 and 97. I have them at 73 and 89. That's better. Yeah. Bobby Witt Jr., full season of him again, but I, I think he takes another step forward. This guy does it all. He has every tool you could imagine. He's super fast. Um, Vinny Pasquantino, I think, will emerge as the best – well, behind Bobby Witt, the, mm -hmm. the next best hitter on this team – I like him a lot. So the pieces are getting in place, but the team as a whole will not be in place. I have them finishing in last place at 70 and 89. Not bad. Who do you think wins um, the division? I think I, I, think I mean, Cleveland. based off of your. Yeah, I, I love Cleveland. Yeah. I, I think they, they showed everyone what they can do um, and that they have what it takes and they have fun. And that's kind of the best part. And that's the energy you need from a team throughout 162 regular Terry season. Terry Francona makes it so fun. So fun. So I, 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 I'm I, going to flip flop. I would flip flop one and two and have Cleveland finish first and the White Sox second. You'd have the Twins in third as well. Mm -hmm. That's what I struggle. It's I, tough. The Twins are going to be a good baseball team. Yeah. Having them in third is something I wasn't super Excited happy about, about. But then it's just like, look, I believe in the White Sox. Yeah. I, they I have know the, the Guardians are going to be They good. have the pieces. Yeah. It was just a shockingly disappointing season last year. Yeah. So that does it for the AL Central. You know what that means? The season's getting closer and closer you. and closer. It is almost time. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this AL Central preview. I really appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening. Hit that subscribe or plus button, whatever it looks like. Make sure you hit it, Flippin' Bats Pod. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, this has been the AL Central preview of Flippin' Bats. Peace.